Okay, today we are going to be doing a brief overview of lessons 9 through 12. This is an overview of the endocrine system, blood system, heart anatomy, cardiac muscle and electrical activity. Uh, let's see, we've got some major arteries and veins as well as anatomy of the lymphatic system. So, we are going to start with an overview of the endocrine system. The endocrine system consists of cells, tissues, and organs that secrete hormones critical to homeostasis. The body coordinates its functions through two major types of communication, neural and endocrine. Neural communication includes both electrical and chemical signaling between neurons and target cells. Endocrine communication involves chemical signaling via the release of hormones into the extracellular fluid. From there, hormones diffuse into the bloodstream and may travel to distant body regions where they elicit a response in target cells. Endocrine glands are ductless glands that secrete hormones. That's the difference between endocrine and exocrine, by the way. Endocrine glands are ductless glands that secrete hormones. Many organs of the body with other primary functions, such as heart, stomach, and kidneys, also have hormone-secreting cells. Endocrine gland, a tissue or organ that secretes hormones into the blood and lymph without ducts, such that they may be transported to organs distant from the site of secretion. Endocrine system, cells, tissues, and organs that secrete hormones as a primary or secondary function and play an integral role in normal bodily processes. In the exocrine system, cells, tissues, and organs that secrete substances directly to target tissues via glandular ducts. Hormone, secretion of an endocrine organ that travels via the bloodstream or lymphatics to induce a response in target cells or tissue in another part of the body. So let's review your notes for Module 9, Endocrine. So the endocrine system is a component of long-distance communication. It's made up of the nervous system. It's part of long-distance communication. Its sister is the nervous system, and both the nervous system and the endocrine system maintain homeostasis. The nervous system is responsible for mostly electrical and chemical signaling. It uses serotonin and norepinephrine locally and rapidly and uses neurons. This is primarily used for movement, sensation, and cognition. The endocrine system is a chemical signal only. Hormones are secreted into the extracellular fluid and transported by the bloodstream. This requires more time and usually are far from the glands, more global. There are many different effector sites which may be involved and can have many different physiological effects. Nervous system's quick, endocrine is slow, but very connected. Endocrine signaler is a gland. That signal is the hormone. Water, uh, hormones may be water-soluble as surface proteins with signal transduction that they can't pass the membrane solo. The lipid-soluble are direct to the cell nucleus because of the lipid bilayer. Pineal gland is responsible for melatonin, hypothalamus for pituitary glands control, posterior pituitary is an antidiuretic hormone, also oxytocin, the thyroid T3, T4, thyroxine, calcitonin lowers blood calcium, parathyroid PTH raises blood calcium. So calcitonin, calcitonin catches calcium in the bloodstream, parathyroid puts calcium in the bloodstream, in case that's helpful. Pancreas is responsible for insulin, which lowers blood glucose, and glucagon, which raises blood glucose. Glucagon is primarily generated in the liver. The adrenal gland comes from the kidneys. 
The kidney is set up with an adrenal cortex and adrenal medulla on top of the kidney. These are anti-inflammatories of glucocorticoids, norepinephrine, and epinephrine. So in the adrenal cortex, those anti-inflammatory glucocorticoids and norepinephrine are produced, and in the adrenal medulla, epinephrine is produced. Ovary and testes, estrogen and testosterone. Pituitary is the master gland. Hormones can only trigger and target cells um, with the appropriate amino acid or lipid composition. Pituitary gland is responsible for the follicle-stimulating hormone, which is the development of secondary sexual characteristics and estrogen and testosterone. Hormone cascades. The hypothalamic to the pituitary to the adrenal axis is called the HPA axis. This is responsible for digestion, stress response, and some immune responses. Um, let's see. Hypothalamus is the hub where two systems, both the endocrine and the nervous system, meet. So a couple important hormones here. Number one, I'm sorry, this is the stress response. Corticotropin-releasing hormone, CRH, to the anterior pituitary gland, ACTH. The ACTH triggers kidney adrenal cortex. Those are the glucocorticoids and mineral corticoids as cortisols. Number four, the body dumps the glucose and starts shutting down non-essential systems. And number five, it stops the corticotropin-releasing hormone. So that is the official stress response uh, associated with fight flight. Pituitary gland and hypothalamus. Hypothalamus to pituitary are, is the command center and coordinates the nervous and endocrine system. Posterior pituitary stores and secretes the hormones produced by the hypothalamus, oxytocin and ADH, the antidiuretic hormone, which acts on the kidneys. Oxytocin stimulates uterine contractions and dilation of the cervix. It's a positive feedback mechanism, which is unusual in the body. It also triggers milk ejection and attachment. The antidiuretic hormone doesn't let you pee or increases your pee. This regulates blood volume and is a blood pressure increaser or decreaser. Hypothalamus and osmoreceptors are responsible for coordinating the ADH response. ADH can also be known as vasopressin and it can constrict blood vessels at high concentrations. It's a negative feedback loop. Diabetes insipidus is chronic dehydration from ADH underproduction, which is interesting. Anterior pituitary is regulated by releasing hormones triggered by hypothalamus or inhibitory mechanisms. Hypophysial portal system connects the hypothalamus to the anterior pituitary. Anything produced by the anterior pituitary enters a secondary capillary plexus and then enters the bloodstream. This secondary capillary plexus and bloodstream process produces the growth hormone. Remember, this is all coming from the anterior pituitary. Growth hormone, GH, thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH, adrenocorticotropic hormone, ACTH, follicle stimulating hormone, FSH, luteinizing hormone, LH, and prolactin. So the tropic hormones of interest are going to be the growth hormone, the thyroid stimulating hormone, adrenocorticotropic hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, and luteinizing hormone. And these, because we care, the artropic hormones that can turn on and off other glands. So they start a cascade, basically, of other types of hormonal responses. So we're going to go through each one now. The growth hormone opposes the action of insulin. It causes gigantism when overexpressed. It can be a trigger in diabetes, acromegaly, or pituitary dwarfism. 
Thyroid stimulating hormone regulates thyroid. TRH triggers TSH, so you can remember that because TR comes before TS. So regulating hormone triggers stimulating hormone. And it's a one-to-one -one link, linear link. Adrenocorticotropic hormone stimulates the adrenal glands and the production of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. ACTH is stimulated by CRH, same as the thyroid, so cortical regulating hormone from the hypothalamus. FSH and luteinizing hormone are responsible for the development and regulation of the reproductive system. Puberty gets initiated by gonadotropin-releasing hormone, which is one of the cascade hormones that comes from FSH and LH, and these are both negative feedback loop triggers. Gonadotropins stimulate the production and maturation of, of sex cells. Luteinizing hormone triggers ovulation in women and estrogen and testosterone production. Prolactin, lactation in women, mammary gland production, stimulation by oxytocin. In non-pregnant women, prolactin is inhibited by itself. Prolactin is inhibited by prolactin inhibiting hormone, which is fine, also known as dopamine, which is interesting, and is released from neurons in the hypothalamus. Thyroid parathyroid glands. Um, the thyroid is triggered by iodine. So triiodithronine, T3, and thrioxine, T4, are produced in colloid. Iodine plus a glycoprotein thyroglobulin results in T3 and T4. TSH stimulates the release into the bloodstream. This is lipid-soluble and bound to plasma proteins, and it's responsible for a negative feedback loop. This can increase your basal cell rate and rise in body temperature, and it's a metabolic hormone, both T3 and T4. So that's responsible for protein synthesis, fetal and childhood tissue. Um, hypothyroidism results in weight gain, cold extremities, constipation, reduced libido, and reduced mental activity. Hyperthyroidism results in weight loss, tremors, diarrhea, increased heart rate, uh, and eye bulging called exothalamus. Calcitonin decreases blood calcium levels. So remember, calcitonin catches calcium in the blood. It inhibits osteoclast activity. It increases osteoblast activity and decreases calcium absorption in the intestines, which increases the loss of calcium positive in urine. PTH, parathyroid hormone, is a response to low blood calcium levels. So PTH puts calcium in the blood. It stimulates the osteoclast, it inhibits the osteoblast, inhibits calcitrol in the kidneys, and triggers increased calcium absorption by the kidneys, and it's a negative feedback loop. The thyroid is responsible for basal rate, oxygen use, nutrient metabolism, ATP production, calcium homeostasis. Adrenal glands, they're made up of an outer cortex and an inner medulla surrounded by connective tissue capsules. The adrenal cortex is part of the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's long-term stress response, blood pressure and volume control, nutrient uptake and storage, fluid and electrolyte balance maintenance, testosterone, which may be converted to estrogen for females, and adrenocotropic hormone stimulation to produce cortisol. So the adrenal cortex, long-term stress response with all of those impacts. The adrenal medulla is neuroendocrine tissue composed of sympathetic nervous system neurons, primarily epinephrine and norepinephrine. 
So looking at the stress response, you have both the physical and the psychological impacts. In the short term, it triggers a fight or flight response. This is composed of epinephrine, norepinephrine production. Uh, it prepares the body for extreme physical exertion. In the long term, um, chronic stress can result in depression, suppressed immune system, fatigue, and a heart attack. Cortisol is the mitigating hormone and it helps convert fats and proteins to sugar. It is an immune suppressor. The adrenal hormone secondary functions include the production of aldosterone, which is regulation of sodium in urine, sweat, saliva, and it retains sodium positive ions. Uh, let's see. So remember for the kidney, the outer is the cortex, the inner is the medulla. It is moderated, it mediates cortisol and aldosterone response, as well as epinephrine, norepinephrine. ACTH is secreted by the pituitary and linked to hypothalamus by the hypothelial portal system. The hypothalamus secretes CRH, calcitonin regulating hormone, by blood vessels. The AP, oops, CRH goes to AP by blood vessel. AP secretes ACTH, which forgets the adrenal gland, which goes to the adrenal cortex. Cortisol is released and aldosterone is released. The pineal gland. We're not really sure what it does in entirety, but one of the things that we do know is it produces melatonin and it is dependent on light levels stimulating the retina of the eyes for melatonin production. Gonadal and placental hormones. Gonadotropins are FSH and LH. These stimulate spermatogenesis in males um, testosterone is also produced in the female ovaries and then converted to estrogen. Progesterone is responsible for the menstrual cycle and pregnancy. The placenta can produce human chorionic gonadotropin, human placental lactogen, and relaxin, which softens and widens the pubic synthesis, preparing female for birth. The endocrine pancreas. So the pancreatic islets, formerly known as the islets of Langerhans, produce alpha cells and beta cells. The alpha cells are responsible for glucagon for 20% production and hypoglycemia stimulates the release. The beta cell is responsible for producing insulin. It's 75% of the overall production and, the hyper and hyperglycemia stimulates the release. The brain, liver, kidney, small intestine don't need insulin for their glucose update. Mostly skeletal cells and adipose cells are dependent on insulin. Alright, so describe several main differences in the communication methods used by the endocrine system and the nervous system. The endocrine system uses only chemical signals called hormones to convey information from one part of the body to a distant part of the body. Hormones are released from the endocrine cell into the extracellular environment, but then travel in the bloodstream to target tissues. This communication and response can take seconds to days. In contrast, neurons transmit electrical signals along their axons. At the axon terminal, the electrical signal prompts the release of a chemical signal called a neurotransmitter that carries the message across the synaptic cleft to elicit a response in the neighboring cell. This method of communication is nearly instantaneous, of brief duration, and highly specific. Compare and contrast endocrine and exocrine glands. Endocrine glands are ductless. They release their secretion into the surrounding fluid from which it enters the bloodstream or lymph to travel to different cells. Moreover, the secretions of endocrine glands are hormones. 
Exocrine glands release their secretions through a duct that delivers the secretion to the target location. Moreover, the secretions of exocrine glands are not hormones, but compounds that have an intermediate, have an immediate physiological function. For example, pancreatic juice contains enzymes that help digest food. Sebaceous and sweat glands of the skin are also good examples of the exocrine gland. In what way does antidiuretic hormone affect the kidneys? It stimulates water resorption by the kidneys. Name the target tissues for prolactin, PRL. The mammary glands are the target tissues for prolactin. What is the target organ for follicle-stimulating hormone in women, and what is produced by that organ? It targets the ovaries, which produce eggs or ova. Compare and contrast the anatomical relationship of the anterior and posterior lobes of the pituitary gland to the hypothalamus. The anterior lobe of the pituitary gland is connected to the hypothalamus by vasculature, e.g. the hypophysial portal system, which allows regulating hormones from the hypothalamus to travel to the anterior pituitary. In contrast, the posterior lobe is connected to the hypothalamus by a bridge of nerve axons along which the hypothalamus sends hormones produced by hypothalamic nerve cell bodies to the posterior pituitary for storage and release into circulation. Explain why maternal iodine deficiency might lead to neurological impairment in the fetus. Iodine deficiency in a pregnant woman would also deprive the fetus. Iodine is required for the synthesis of thyroid hormones, which contribute to fetal growth and development, including maturation of the nervous system. Insufficient amounts would impair these functions. Define hypothyroidism and explain why one of its symptoms is weight loss. Hyperthyroidism is an abnormally elevated blood level of any thyroid hormone due to an overproduction of T3 and T4. An individual with hyperthyroidism is likely to lose weight because one of the primary roles of the thyroid hormone is to increase the body's basal metabolic rate, increasing the breakdown of nutrients and the production of ATP. Compare and contrast the short-term and long-term stress response. The short-term stress response involves the hormone epinephrine and norepinephrine, which work to increase the oxygen supply to organs important for extreme muscular action, such as the brain, lungs, and muscles. In the long-term stress response, the hormone cortisol is involved in the catabolism of glycogen stores, proteins, and triglycerides, glucose and ketone synthesis, and the down-regulation of the immune system. Seasonal affective disorder is a mood disorder characterized by, among other symptoms, increased appetite, sluggishness, and increased sleepiness. It occurs most commonly during the winter months, especially in regions with long winter nights. Propose a role for melatonin in SAD and a possible non-drug therapy. SAD is thought to occur part because low levels and duration of sunlight allow excessive and prolonged secretion of melatonin by the pituitary. Light therapy, daytime, ex I'm sorry, pineal. Light therapy, daytime exposure to very bright lighting is one common therapy. What's the function of the human placental lactogen? Secreted by the placenta, it plays a role in preparing the breast for lactation. Describe the role of placental secretion of relaxin in preparation for childbirth. Relaxin produced by the placenta is thought to soften and widen the pubic synthesis. This increases the size of the pelvic outlet at the birth canal through which the fetus passes during vaginal childbirth. Compare and contrast the role of estrogen and progesterone. Both estrogens and progesterones are steroid hormones produced by the ovaries that help regulate the menstrual cycle. Estrogens play an important role in the development of the female reproductive tract and secondary sex characteristics. They also help maintain pregnancy. Progesterone prepares the body for pregnancy and helps maintain pregnancy. How does type 2 diabetes differ from type 1? 
In type 1, the beta cells of the pancreas are destroyed by an autoimmune disease such that they can no longer produce insulin. In type 2, insulin is still produced by the pancreas, but the cells of the body become resistant to its effect, resulting in abnormally high blood glucose level. Lifestyle factors such as poor diet, inactivity, and the presence of prediabetes greatly enhances a person's risk for type 2 diabetes, which is increasingly common. About 80 to 90% of people with type 2 diabetes are overweight or obese. In many cases, type 2 diabetes can be reversed by moderate weight loss, regular physical activity, and the consumption of a healthy diet. What would be the physiological consequences of a disease that destroyed the beta cells of the pancreas? The beta cells produce the hormone insulin, which is important in the regulation of blood glucose levels. All insulin-dependent cells of the body require insulin in order to take up glucose from the bloodstream. Destruction of the beta cells would result in an inability to produce and secrete insulin, leading to abnormally high blood glucose level and the disease called type 1 diabetes mellitus. Why is foot care extremely important for people with diabetes mellitus? Excessive blood glucose levels damage the blood vessels and nerves of the body's extremities, increasing the risk for injury, infection, and tissue death. Loss of sensation to the feet means that a diabetic patient will not be able to feel foot trauma, such as from ill-fitting shoes. Even minor injuries commonly lead to infection, which can progress to tissue death without proper care, requiring amputation. Acromegaly, disorder in adults caused when abnormally high levels of growth hormone trigger growth of bones in the face, head, face, hands, and feet. Adrenocorticotropic hormone, ACTH, is a hormone released by the anterior pituitary that stimulates the hormone released by the adrenal glands. Antidiuretic hormone, hormone released by the posterior pituitary that stimulates water resorption by the kidney. Follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, is a hormone released by the anterior pituitary that stimulates gametes, or the production of eggs and sperm, in the gonads. Gigantism, a disorder in children caused when abnormally high levels of growth hormone prompt excessive growth. Gonadotropins, hormones that regulate the function of the gonads. Growth hormone, hormone released by the anterior pituitary that promotes the growth of body tissues. Hypophyseal portal system, a network of blood vessels that enables hypothalamic hormones to travel into the anterior lobe of the pituitary without entering the systemic circulation. Hypothalamus, the region of the diencephalon inferior to the thalamus that functions in neural and endocrine signaling. Infundibulum, a stalk containing vasculature and neural tissue that connects the pituitary gland to the hypothalamus, also called the pituitary stalk. Luteinizing hormone, a hormone released by the anterior pituitary that stimulates production of estrogen and progesterone by the ovaries in women, and the production of testosterone by the testes in men. It also triggers ovulation in women. Osmoreceptor, a hypothalamic sensory receptor that is stimulated by changes in solute concentration or osmotic pressure in the blood. Oxytocin, a hormone released by the posterior pituitary that stimulates uterine contractions during childbirth. It's also important in milk ejection, feelings of love and closeness, and the sexual response. Pituitary dwarfism, a disorder in children caused when abnormally low levels of growth hormone result in growth impairment. Pituitary gland, bean-sized organs suspended from the hypothalamus that produces, stores, and secretes hormones in response to stimulation from the hypothalamus. Prolactin, Hormone released by the anterior pituitary that promotes milk production from the mammary glands. Thyroid-stimulating hormone, a hormone released by the anterior pituitary that stimulates thyroid hormone release from the thyroid gland. Calcitonin, thyroid hormone that functions to decrease blood calcium levels. 
Colloid, a viscous fluid in the central cavity of the thyroid follicles containing the glycoprotein thyroglobulin. Goiter, an enlargement of the thyroid gland either as a result of iodine deficiency or hyperthyroidism. Graves' disease, a hyperthyroid state resulting from an autoimmune reaction in which antibodies overstimulate the follicle cells of the thyroid gland. Hyperthyroidism, clinically abnormal elevated level of thyroid hormone in the blood characterized by an increased metabolic rate, excess body heat, sweating, diarrhea, weight loss, and an increased heart rate. Hypothyroidism, clinically abnormal low level of thyroid hormone in the blood characterized by low metabolic rate, weight gain, cold extremities, constipation, and reduced mental activity. Parathyroid hormone, a hormone produced by the parathyroid glands that increases blood calcium level. Parathyroid glands, small endocrine glands responsible for the synthesis of parathyroid hormones. Thyroid gland, a large endocrine gland responsible for the synthesis of thyroid hormones. Thyroxine, T4, thyroid hormone that stimulates basal metabolic rate. Triodothyronine, T3, a thyroid hormone that stimulates basal metabolic rate. Adrenal cortex, outer region of the adrenal glands that produces aldosterone and cortisol. Adrenal glands, endocrine glands located at the top of each kidney that are important for the regulation of the stress response, blood pressure and blood volume, water homeostasis and electrolyte levels. Adrenal medulla, inner layer of the adrenal glands that plays an important role in the stress response by producing epinephrine and norepinephrine. Aldosterone, hormone secreted by the adrenal cortex that stimulates sodium and fluid retention and increases blood volume and blood pressure. Cortisol, hormone secreted by the adrenal co cortex that is involved in the long-term stress response. Epinephrine, hormone secreted by the adrenal medulla that stimulates the short-term fight-or-flight response. Norepinephrine, hormone secreted by the adrenal medulla that stimulates the short-term fight-or-flight stress response. Estrogen, class of predominantly female sex hormones produced by the ovaries and placenta, important for the development and growth of the female reproductive tract, secondary sex characteristics, the female reproductive cycle, and the maintenance of pregnancy. Progesterone, predominantly female sex hormone produced by the ovaries and placenta, important in regulating the female reproductive cycle and the maintenance of pregnancy. Testosterone, steroid hormone secreted by the male testes, and important in the production of sperm cells, growth, and development of the male reproductive system, the development of male secondary sex characteristics. Alpha cell, pancreatic islet cell type that produces the hormone glucagon. Beta cell, pancreatic islet cell type that produces the hormone insulin. Diabetes mellitus, a condition caused by dis destruction or dysfunction of the beta cells of the pancreas or cellular resistance to insulin that results in abnormally high blood glucose levels. Hyperglycemia, abnormally high blood glucose levels. Insulin, hormone produced by the beta cells of the pancreas that reduces blood glucose levels. Pancreas, organs with both exocrine and endocrine functions located posterior to the stomach that is important for digestion and the regulation of blood glucose. Pancreatic islets, specialized clusters of pancreatic cells that have endocrine functions. Okay, blood. So blood is counted as a connective tissue cellular elements and extracellular matrix. It is composed of cellular elements and extracellular matrices. Cellular elements are formed elements. These include red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Extracellular matrix includes plasma, which is mostly water. Functions are to deliver oxygen and nutrients, 
remove waste products, defense, distribution of heat, the maintenance of homeostasis. Transportation goes nutrients, liver to the bloodstream, oxygen to the blood, to the lungs, to the heart, to the body, endocrine and hormones to the blood, waste products to the blood, to the organs for removal. Defense, white blood cells, external threats, mutated DNA, viruses, bleeding, platelets and protein and plasma block ruptured areas preventing further losses. Homeostasis, temperature, the skin dissipates heat and diverts blood from the skin to cool or to, to core to maintain heat. Chemical balance, proteins and other compounds act as buffers to regulate the pH of tissue and cellular water content. Um, composition, let's see, in anemia, I got some pictures here for you. So looking at anemia, you're going to see a small amount of hemocrit red blood count, a medium amount of buffy coat, white blood cells and platelets and then a big amount of plasma. In the normal, you're going to see approximately equal plasma and hemocrit with just a little bit of buffy coat. Normal for women is 37 to 47% hemocrit. For males, it's 42 to 52% hemocrit. For a polycythemia, you're going to see a little bit of plasma, a little bit of buffy coat, and a big fatty block of hemocrit. This is uh, thick blood. The volume of urethrocytes equals the packed cell volume. So when you say volume erythrocytes, you're going to say it equals the packed cell volume. Uh, blood viscosity is 5 times H2O. Regular temperature is 38 degrees Celsius. Maintains pH at 7.35 to 7.45. It comprises 8% of the adult body weight. Plasma is 92% water. Albumin is the most abundant. Manufactured by the liver, it binds and transports fatty acids and steroids. Albumin allows transport of hydrophobic molecules into water plasma and cells. Most significant contributor to osmotic pressure, maintaining both blood volume and pressure. 54% of total plasma content. Globulins. There are three of them, alpha, beta, and gamma. They are comprise 38% of the plasma. Alpha cells include iron, lipids, fat-soluble ADEK vitamins, osmotic pressure, and is produced by the liver. Beta includes iron, lipids, fat-soluble ADEK, osmotic pressure, and is produced by the liver. Gamma are antibodies produced by specialized leukocytes known as plasma. Fibrinogen produced by the liver, essential for clothing, for clotting, sorry, for clotting. 7% of total plasma and protein volume. 1% can also include electrolytes, dissolved gases, organic nutrients, vitamins, lipids, glucose, metabolic wastes. Production of formed elements. Four to six weeks to replace blood cells is hematopoiesis or hematopoiesis. Hematopoiesis. Children. Hematopoiesis can occur in the medullary cavity of bones, but most occurs in the red bone marrow once we grow up. So adults, hematopoiesis in cranial, pelvic, vertebra, sternum, proximal epiphyses, epiphyses, femur, and humerus. The liver and spleen can create formed elements, and this is called extramedullary hematopoiesis. Stem cells of red bone marrow create blood through the process of mitosis and cytokinesis. Totipotent stem cells are the zygote, all cells are possible. Pluripotent stem cells, body cells, fetal membranes, 
mesenchymal stem cell will create bone, cartilage, and blood. Hematopoietic stem cell includes hematocytoblast and is blood only. Hematopoietic stem cell and the hematopoietic growth factor create hematopoiesis. So it's comprised of the hematopoietic stem cell, daughter cell as well as a lymphoid stem cell which creates T cells, B cells, natural killer cells and mature in different areas as well as the myeloid stem cells which are formed elements that include monocytes and leukocytes which can be made up of neutrophils, eosinophils, eosinophils and basophils. Growth factor is erythropoietin, EPO. It increases the red blood cell counts and increases the oxygen delivery. Erythrocytes, RBCs, red blood cells, are the most common formed element and comprise 25% of the total body cells. They transport oxygen and carbon dioxide and remain within the vascular network. Mature erythrocytes do not have a nucleus. There's no mitochondria and they rely on aerobic respiration. Bioconcave discs for a greater surface area increase the gas exchange. And that's the form of RBCs is that bioconcave disc. Hemoglobin is comprised of protein and iron. Four folded chains of globin bound to heme. It can transport 40 molecules per hemoglobin. Four mo oh my god. Four oxygen molecules per hemoglobin. Percent saturation or the percent hemoglobin sites occupied. Hypoxima. Low blood percent saturation. Hypoxia. General low oxygen levels. Kidneys filter approximately 180 milliliters or 20% of the resting volume of the blood and is a good place for an oxygen sat receptor. The kidneys secrete erythropoiesin when low oxygen percentages are detected. Red blood cells produced at 2 million cells per second. They live 120 days. The busted cells are removed by macrophages in the liver and mostly spleen, some in the bone marrow. There are over 400 types of anemia. Anemia symptoms include blood loss, faulty RBC production, excessive destruction of RBCs. These can include fatigue, lethargy, increased risk of infection, brain oxygen deficit or trouble thinking clearly, irritability, headaches, shortness of breath. Causes may be ulcers, hemorrhoids, gastritis, cancer, menstruation, faulty RBC production which can come from sickle cell anemia, iron deficiency anemia, vitamin deficiency, and diseases of the bone marrow stem cells. Leukocytes and platelets. Leukocytes or white blood cells clean up debris in immune system components. They're less numerous than erythrocytes. There are many types of leukocytes. They have shorter lifespan. They move out of the bloodstream. This is called emigration, diapedesis, and they can take up fixed positions or positive chemotaxis. See, they're different than, uh, obviously they're different from RBCs. Platelets repair blood vessels and provide the growth factor for healing or repair. Leukocytes are comprised of granular and agranular leukocytes. Granular, their neutrophils, are the most common at 50 to 70 percent of the total. Eosinophils comprise 2 to 4 percent of the totals. Basophils are less than 1 percent of the total. Red bone marrow lasts for hours to days and is comprised from low nucleus. Agranular leukocytes are monocytes. They can be phagocytic or lymphocytes, which include a macrophage and a lymphoid. They're 20 to 30 percent. Neutrophils. Big grains, neutral pH, two to six lobes increasing with age. They are the rapid responders to injury sites and include lysosomes, peroxides, defensins, 
there are lots of them. The more you see, the bigger the infection or the inflammation. It's usually bacteria, but may apply to burns. Low amounts of neutrophils mean more susceptible to infection. Eosinophils, 2-4%. These are acidic, bilobed. They look more red. They're antihistamines and can be toxic to worms. Phagocytosis, antigen and antibody complexes. High when responding to allergies, parasitic worms, and autoimmune diseases. Low during drug toxicity and stress. Basophils are basic, dark blue. They intensify the immune response. They're shared with mast cells. They create the histamine release and release of heparin, which opposes blood clotting. They can be measured high during allergies, parasitic infections, or hypothyroidism. They're low during pregnancy, stress, and hyperthyroidism. Lymphocytes. Lymphoid stem cells in bone marrow, initially, then formation moves to the lymphatic tissue. These are comprised of natural killer cells. They kill non-self cells, generalized non-specific immunity. B cells and T cells, specific immunity. B cells, um, I can't read, plasma, antibody or immunoglobulin production in plasma, humoral immunity, this is also called adaptive immunity. T cells are cellular level immunity by physically attacking foreign and diseased cells. Memory cells are a variety of T cell or B cell that form after exposure to a pathogen. Higher lymphocyte values means a viral infection and some types of cancer. Monocytes, 2-8%. These are indented and gigantic. Macrophages are out of circulation and they eat waste products. They release antimicrobial defensins and chemotactic chemicals that attract other leukocytes. Viral or fungal infections, tuberculosis, leukemia. Low suppression of bone marrow. Here's some helpful mnemonics. Erubescent eosinophil. Granules are plentiful. Stain red, the nucleus stains blue. So blue and red eosinophil. Most massive monocyte. Curved nucleus, largest of the white blood cells. Blue boo basophil. Granular stains blue-black and appear to show like a ghost through the nucleus. Pink neutrophil, not red. Granular, light pink, light purple. Large nucleus lymphocyte. Mostly nucleus can see few granules. And the little purple specks are platelets. Leukocytes have short lives. Production begins in the bone marrow. Lymphocytes are capable of mitosis and cloning goodness. Disorders. Leukopenia, too few produced. Leukocytosis, too much produced, or overproduction of cells are usually non-functional. Leukemia, cancer and abundance of leukocytes, overproduction of young immature cells. Lymphoma, masses of malignant TB cells collect in lymph nodes, spleen, liver, etc. Platelets, small limit blood loss, 10-day lifespan, stored in the spleen, critical for homeostasis. Thrombocytosis, condition with too many platelets, triggers formation of unwanted blood clots. Insufficient numbers result in thrombocytopenia, which is excessive bleeding. Universal recipient is AB positive. Universal donor is O negative. Blood typing, antigens equal anti-self, triggering antibodies, and reaction from the leukocytes. The reaction of clumping blood cells is agglutination and can be degraded by hemolysis.
greater than 50 antigens have been identified. Hemolytic disease of the newborn, HDN, is when RH negative mom with an RH positive baby, this can cause anemia in mild cases or death. RHOGAM can temporarily prevent the immune reaction at weeks 26 to 28 within 72 hours after birth. The recipient must not have had antibodies for the donor's antigen and pay attention to the antigens contained in the donor's blood and recipient's blood. A. Basophil. Oops, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Blood is a fluid connective tissue critical to the transportation of nutrients, gases, and waste throughout the body to defend the body against infection and other threats and to the homostatic regulation of pH, temperature, and other internal conditions. Blood is composed of formed elements, erythrocytes, leukocytes, and cell fragments called platelets, and a fluid extracellular matrix called plasma. More than 90% of plasma is water. The remainder is mostly plasma proteins, mainly albumin, globulins, and fibrin fibrinogen, and other dissolved solutes such as glucose, lipids, electrolytes, and dissolved gases. Because of the formed elements in the plasma proteins and other solutes, blood is sticky and more viscous than water. It's also slightly alkaline and its temperature is slightly higher than normal body temperature. Albumin, most abundant plasma protein accounting for most of the osmotic pressure of plasma. Antibodies, antigen-specific proteins produced by plasma cells that protect the body by binding to foreign objects such as bacteria and viruses. Blood, or whole blood, is liquid connective tissue composed of formed elements, including erythrocytes, leukocytes, and platelets, and, an extra, and a fluid extracellular matrix called plasma, component of the cardiovascular system. Buffy coat, a thin, pale layer of leukocytes and platelets that separates the erythrocytes from the plasma in a sample of centrifuge blood. Fibrinogen, plasma protein produced in the liver and involved in blood clotting. Formed elements, Cellular component of blood, that is, erythrocytes, leukocytes, and platelets. Globulins, heterogeneous group of plasma proteins that includes transport cl proteins, clotting factors, immune proteins, and others. Hematocrit, packed cell volume, or PCV, the volume percentage of erythrocytes in a sample of centrifuge blood. Packed cell volume, hematocrit, volume percentage of erythrocytes present in a sample of centrifuge blood. Plasma. In blood, the liquid extracellular matrix composed mostly of water that circulates the formed elements and dissolved materials through the cardiovascular system. Platelets, one of the formed elements of the blood that consists of cell fragments. Red blood cells, erythrocytes, one of the formed elements of blood that transports oxygen. White blood cells, one of the formed elements of blood that provides defense against disease agents and foreign materials. Through the process of hematopoiesis, the formed elements of blood are continuously produced, replacing the relatively short-lived erythrocytes, leukocytes, and platelets. Hematopoiesis begins in the red bone marrow with hematopoietic stem cells that differentiate into myeloid and lymphoid lineages. Myeloid stem cells give rise to most of the formed elements, while lymphoid stem cells give rise to the various lymphocytes designated as B and T cells and natural killer cells. Hematopoietic growth factors, such as erythropoietin, promote the proliferation and differentiation of formed elements. Erythropoietin, glycoprotein that triggers the bone marrow to produce RBCs, secreted by the kidney in response to low oxygen levels. Hemocytoblast, or hematopoietic stem cell, a type of pluripotent stem cell that gives rise to the formed element of blood. Hemopoiesis, or hematopoiesis, the production of formed elements in the blood occurs in red bone marrow in adults. Hematopoietic growth factor. 
Mechanical signals such as erythropoietin that regulate the differentiation and proliferation of particular blood cells. Hemopoietin stem cell or hemocytoblast, a type of pluripotent stem cell that gives rise to the formed elements of blood. Lymphoid stem cells, a type of hemopoietic stem cells that give rise to lymphocytes, including various T cells, B cells, and NK cells, all of which function in immunity. Myeloid stem cells, a type of hematopoietic stem cell that gives rise to some formed elements, including erythrocytes, cells that produce platelets, and a myeloblast lineage that gives rise to the monocytes in three forms of granular leukocytes, neutrophils, eosinophils, and basophils. Pluripotent stem cell, stem cells that derives from totipotent stem cells and is capable of differentiating into many, but not all, cell types. Totipotent stem cell, embryonic stem cell that is capable of differentiating into any and all cells of the body, enabling the full development of an organism. The most abundant formed elements in blood, erythrocytes, are red, bioconcave discs packed with an oxygen-carrying compound called hemoglobin. The hemoglobin molecule contains four globin proteins bound to a pigment molecule called heme, which contains an ion of iron. In the bloodstream, iron picks up oxygen in the lungs and drops it off in the tissues. Hemoglobin then transport carbon dioxide from the tissues back to the lungs. Erythrocytes live only 120 days on average and thus may be, must be continuously replaced. Worn out erythrocytes are phagocytized by macrophages and their hemoglobin is broken down. Anemia is a deficiency of RBCs or hemoglobin, whereas polycythemia is an excess of RBCs. Anemia, deficiency of red blood cells or hemoglobin. Erythrocyte, RBC, blood cell that is composed mostly of hemoglobin and functions primarily in the transportation of oxygen and carbon dioxide. Heme, red iron-containing pigment to which oxygen binds in hemoglobin. Hemoglobin functions mainly as an oxygen-carrying compound in erythrocytes and can also carry CO2. Hypoxemia, below normal levels of oxygen saturation in the blood, typically less than 95%. Macrophage, a phagocytic cell. Polycythemia, elevated levels of hemoglobin, whether adaptive through training or pathological due to a condition. Sickle cell disease or sickle cell anemia, inherited blood disorder in which hemoglobin molecules are malformed, leading to RBCs that take on a characteristic sickle or crescent shape. Leukocytes function in body defenses. They squeeze out of the walls of blood vessels through emigration or diapedesis and may move through tissue fluid or become attached to various organs where they fight against pathogenic organisms, diseased cells, or other threats to health. Granular leukocytes, which include neutrophils, eosinophils, and basophils, originate with myeloid stem cells, as do the agranular monocytes. The other agranular leukocytes, lymphocytes, arise from the lymphoid stem cell. The most abundant leukocytes are the neutrophils, which are the first responders to infection, especially with bacteria. About 20 to 30% of all leukocytes are lymphocytes and are critical to the body's defense against specific threats. Leukemia and lymphoma are malignancies involving leukocytes. Platelets are fragments of cells that dwell within the bone marrow. While many platelets are stored in the spleen, others must enter circulation and are, are essential for hemostasis. They also produce several growth factors important for repair and healing. Agranular leukocytes, leukocytes with few granules in their cytoplasm, specifically monocytes and lymphocytes. B lymphocytes or B cells, lymphocytes that defend the body against specific pathogens and thereby provide specific immunity. Basophils, 
granulocytes that stain with a basic or alkaline stain and store histamine and heparin, promoting inflammation during allergic responses. Diapedesis, or immigration, is a process by which leukocytes squeeze through adjacent cells in the blood vessel wall to enter tissues. Eosinophils are granulocytes that stain with eosin. They release antihistamines and are especially active against parasitic worms. I always remember the cyno, like a curvy snake, which is sort of like a worm. Like eosinophils is sort of flowy like a worm. Granular leukocytes, leukocytes with abundant granules in their cytoplasm, specifically neutrophils, eosinophils, and basophils. Hemostasis is the stoppage of blood flow following damage to a vessel. Leukemia, cancer involving leukocytes. Leukocyte, white blood cell, or WBC, colorless nucleated blood cell, the chief function of which is to protect the body from disease. Leukocytosis is excessive leukocyte proliferation. Leukopenia, below normal production of leukocytes. Lymphocytes, agranular leukocytes of the lymphoid stem cell, many of which function in specific immunity, mature into plasma cells which release antibodies. Lymphocytes from lymphoids in specific immunity become plasma cells. Lymphoma, form of cancer in which masses of malignant T or B lymphocytes collect in lymph nodes, the spleen, the liver, or other tissues. Memory cell, type of B or T lymphocyte that forms after exposure to a pathogen. Monocytes, agranular leukocytes of the myeloid stem cell line that circulate in the bloodstream. Tissue monocytes are macrophages. Natural killer cells, cytotoxic lymphocytes capable of recognizing cells that do not express self-proteins on foreign or abnormal markers provide general nonspecific immunity. So, so you got that one wrong, which seems unusual. I feel like there's a discrepancy between this one and the right answer on the test that we just took, so you might want to talk to the professor about that. Neutrophils, granulocytes that stain with a natural neutral dye and are the most numerous of the leukocytes, especially active against bacteria. Positive chemotaxis is the process in which a cell is attracted to move in the direction of chemical stimuli. T lymphocytes are lymphocytes that provide cellular level immunity by physically attacking foreign or diseased cells. Thrombocytopenia is a condition in which there are too few platelets resulting in abnormal bleeding or hemophilia. Thrombocytosis is a condition in which there are too many platelets resulting in abnormal clotting or thrombosis. Antigens are non-self molecules, usually large proteins, which provoke an immune response. In transfusion reactions, antibodies attach to antigens on the surface of erythrocytes and cause agglutination and hemolysis. ABO blood group antigens are designated A and B. People with type A blood have A antigens on their erythrocytes, whereas both whereas those with B-type blood have B antigens. Those with AB blood have both A and B antigens, and those with type O have neither A nor B. The blood plasma contains preformed antibodies against the antigens not present on the erythrocyte. A second group of blood antigens is the Rh group, the most important of which is the RHD. People with Rh minus blood do not have this antigen on their erythrocytes, whereas those who are Rh positive do. About 85% of Americans are Rh positive. When a woman who is Rh negative becomes pregnant with an Rh positive fetus, her body may begin to produce anti-Rh antibodies. 
If she subsequently becomes pregnant with a second Rh-positive fetus and is not treated preventatively with RHOGAM, the fetus will be at risk for an antigen-antibody reaction, including agglutination and hemolysis. This is known as hemolytic disease of the newborn. Cross-matching to determine blood type is necessary before transfusing the blood unless the patient is experiencing hemorrhage that is an immediate threat to life, in which case the type O-negative blood may be transfused. ABO blood group, blood type classification based on the presence or absence of A and B glycoproteins on the erythrocyte membrane surface. Agglutination is a clustering of cells into masses linked by antibodies. Hemolysis, the destruction or lysis of erythrocytes and the release of their hemoglobin into circulation. Hemolytic disease of the newborn is a disorder causing agglutination and hemolysis in an Rh positive fetus or a newborn of an Rh negative mother. Rh Blood group is a blood type classification based on the presence or absence of the antigen RHD on the erythrocyte membrane surface. Universal donor. A donor with type O negative blood, this blood can be given to any recipient in an emergency situation. Universal recipient. Individual with, a type, with type AB positive blood can receive any type of blood in an emergency situation. What type of tissue is blood? Blood is a connective tissue. Approximately how much blood is found in a typical adult male? A male has 5 to 6 liters, where a female has 4 to 5. What is the approximate pH of blood? 7.4. What are the general functions of blood? Transport and distribution, deliver oxygen from the lungs and nutrients from the digestive tract to all body cells, transport of metabolic waste products from cells to elimination sites, such as the lungs for elimination of carbon dioxide, transport hormones from endocrine organs to their target organs, regulation of homeostasis, maintain appropriate body temperature by absorbing and distributing heat throughout the body, heat loss occurs at the skin's surface, maintain normal pH in body tissues, buffers to prevent excessive or abrupt changes in blood pH, maintain adequate fluid volume in the circulatory system, for example, salts and blood proteins act to prevent excessive fluid loss, protection or defense, preventing blood loss, platelets and plasma proteins repair damaged blood vessels to halt blood loss, preventing infection, antibodies and white blood cells, leukocytes defend the body against foreign invaders such as bacteria and viruses. Critical thinking. A patient's hematocrit is 42%. Approximately what percent of the patient's blood is plasma? 58. So Buffy coat is less than one, the difference is plasma. True or false, the Buffy coat is the portion of the blood sample that is made up of its proteins. False. The Buffy coat is the portion of the blood that is made up of its leukocytes and platelets. Which of the formed elements does the lymphoid cell line give rise to? Lymphocytes, including T cells, B cells, and natural killer cells. Which of the formed elements does the myeloid stem cell give rise to? Erythrocytes, the cells that form platelets, and the rest of the leukocytes, including neutrophils, eosinophils, basophils, and monocytes. Myelofibrosis is a disorder in which inflammation and scar tissue form in the red bar bone marrow, impairing homeopoiesis. One sign is an enlarged spleen. Why would the spleen be affected? When disease impairs the ability of the red bone marrow to participate in hematopoiesis, extramedullary hemopoiesis begins in the patient's liver and spleen. In other words, the liver and spleen take on the role of producing the formed elements. This causes the spleen to enlarge. How does a red blood cell's unique shape relate to its function? RBCs have a flattened, biconcave shape. This unique shape has three important effects on their function. It gives them greater surface area to volume ratio. This allows for fast exchange of materials across the cell membrane. The RBC is designed to transport oxygen, and this shape allows O2 to move quickly in and out of the cell. 
It enables RBCs to stack. Stacking facilitates the movements of large numbers of RBCs passing through capillaries only slightly larger in diameter than the RBCs themselves. It enables them to flex and bend. Bending is necessary in moving through small capillaries that are smaller in diameter than the RBCs themselves. Does an erythrocyte have a nucleus? What about mitochondria and other organelles? They have no nuclei, and thus RBCs cannot divide via mitosis to make more. They have no mitochondria, so they can't carry out aerobic respiration to generate ATP. As a result of having no ribosomes, they cannot produce proteins, including enzymes, and thus cannot perform basic repairs. RBCs are stripped-down cells, lacking most organelles, designed to carry oxygen and carbon dioxide. This means they have a relatively short lifespan. The average lifespan is 120 days. A young woman has been experiencing unusually heavy menstrual bleeding for several years. She follows a strict vegan diet with no animal foods. She is at risk for what disorder and why. She is at risk for anemia because her unusual heavy menstrual bleeding results in excessive loss of erythrocytes each month. At the same time, her strict vegan diet could mean that she's not having, getting enough dietary sources of heme iron. The non-heme iron she consumes in plant food is not as well absorbed as heme iron. Which of the leukocytes are granular? Basophils, large blue-stained granules, eosinophils, large red-stained granules, and neutrophils, small blue or purple-stained granules. Which of the leukocytes are agranule, monocytes, and lymphocytes? Compare, compare and contrast the nuclei of the five white blood cells. Lymphocytes have very large, somewhat circular nucleus, leaving very little cytoplasm. Monocytes have a horseshoe-shaped nucleus. Eosinophils have a bilobed nucleus. Basophils typically have a bilobed nucleus, often difficult to see through their large blue granules. And neutrophils have a nuclei with many lobes, often four to five or more. Compare and contrast the size of the five WBCs in relation to the RBCs. Neutrophils, eosinophils, and basophils are clearly larger than the RBCs when viewed in magnified blood smear. Monocytes are even larger than the previous three mentioned. Lymphocytes, on the other hand, are about the same size as a red blood cell. A patient was admitted to the burn unit the previous evening suffering from a severe burn off involving his left upper extremity and shoulder. A blood test reveals he is experiencing leukocytosis. Why is this an unexpected finding? Any severe stress can increase the leukocyte count, resulting in leukocytosis. A burn is especially likely to increase the proliferation of leukocytes in order to ward off infection, a significant risk when the barrier function of the skin is destroyed. If your blood type is A positive, what antigens are present on your RBCs? A and RH. If your blood type is B negative, what antigens are present on your RBCs? B. If your blood type is AB positive, what antigens are present on your RBCs? A, B, and RH. If your blood type is O positive, what antigens are present on your RBCs? RH. If your blood type is A negative, what antibodies are present in your plasma? B. For ABO group, your body produces antibodies for whatever antigens you don't have. For RH, you don't automatically produce the antibodies. They're produced when one is exposed to RH-positive blood. If your blood type is B-positive, what antibodies are present in your plasma? A. If your blood type is AB-negative, what antibodies are present in your plasma? None. If your blood type is O-negative, what antibodies are present in your plasma? A and B. 
What could cause an Rh negative female to have an anti-Rh antibody in her plasma? A pregnancy with an Rh positive child. What blood type is considered the universal donor? O negative. This donor has no antigens to interact with the recipient's antibodies. What blood type is considered a universal recipient? AB positive. This recipient has no antibodies to interact with a donor's antigens. Following a motor vehicle accident, a patient is rushed to the emergency department with multiple traumatic injuries causing severe bleeding. The patient's condition is critical. There's no time to determine his blood type. What type of blood will be transfused and why? In emergency situations, blood type O negative will be infused with cross until cross-matching can be done. Blood type O negative is called the universal donor blood because erythrocytes don't have A, B, or RH antigens to interact with the recipient's antibodies. In preparation for a scheduled surgery, a patient visit visits the hospital lab for a blood draw. The technician collects a blood sample and performs a test to determine the type. She places a sample of the patient's blood in three wells. To the first, she adds antibody, anti-A antibody. To the second, she adds anti-B antibody. To the third, she adds anti-RH. All three samples visibly agglutinate. Has the technician made an error or is this a normal response? If normal, what blood type does this indicate? The lab technician has not made an error. Blood type AB positive has A, B, and RH surface antigens and no anti-A, anti-B, or anti-RH antibodies circulating in the plasma. When anti-A antibodies added to the first well contact A antigens on the AB positive erythrocytes, they will cause agglutination. Similarly, when the anti-B antibodies contact B antigens on the B positive erythrocytes or anti-RH antibodies contact RH antigens on the AB positive erythrocytes, they will cause agglutination. Okay, doing good. Next one is going to be heart anatomy. The heart resides within the pericardial sac and is located in the mediastinal space within the thoracic cavity. The pericardial sac contains, consists of two fused layers, an outer fibrous capsule and an inner parietal pericardium lined with a serous membrane. Between the pericardial sac and the heart is the pericardial cavity, which is filled with lubricating serous fluid. The walls of the heart are composed of an outer epicardium, a thick myocardium, and an inner lining layer of endocardium. The human heart consists of a pair of atria, which receive blood and pump it into a pair of ventricles, which pump blood into vesicles, into vessels. The right atrium receives systemic blood, relatively low in oxygen, and pumps it into the right ventricle, which pumps it into the pulmonary circuit. Exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide occurs in the lungs, and the blood high in oxygen returns to the left atrium, which pumps blood to the left ventricle, which in turn pumps blood into the aorta and the remainder of the systemic circuit. The septa are the partitions that separate the chambers of the heart. They include the interatrial septum, the interventricular septum, the atrioventricular septum. Two of these openings are guarded by the atrioventricular valves, the right tricuspid valve and the left bicuspid or mitral valve, which prevent the backflow of blood. Each is attached to the chordae tendinae, which extend to the papillary muscles, which are extensions of the myocardium to prevent the valves from being blown back into the atria. The pulmonary valve is located at the base of the pulmonary trunk, and the left semilunar valve is located at the base of the aorta. 
The right and left coronary arteries are the first to branch off the aorta and arise from two of the three sinuses located near the base of the aorta and are generally located in the sulci. Cardiac veins parallel to the small cardiac arteries and generally drain into the coronary sinus. Aortic semilunar valve, or the aortic valve, or semi left semilunar valve, a valve located at the base of the aorta in the superior region of the left ventricle. Atrioventricular septum, cardiac septum located between the atria and the ventricles. Atrioventricular valves are located here. Atrioventricular valves, one-way valves located between the atria and the ventricles. The valve on the right is called the tricuspid valve. The one on the left is the bicuspid or mitral valve. Atrium, or atria, upper receiving chamber of the heart that pumps blood into the lower chambers just prior to their contraction. The right one receives blood from the systemic circuit that flows into the right ventricle. The left one receives blood from the pulmonary circuit that flows into the left ventricle. Oracle, ear-like extension of an atrium visible on the superior surface of the heart. Arteriosclerosis, atherosclerotic plaque that results in a hardening of the arteries that involves the accumulation of plaque. Bicuspid valve or mitral valve or left atrioventricular valve. Valve located between the left atrium and left ventricle and consists of two flaps of tissue. Chordae tendinae, string-like extensions of tough connective tissue that extend from the flaps of the atrioventricular valves to the papillary muscles. Coronary arteries, branches of the ascending aorta that supply blood to the heart muscle. Coronary veins, vessels that drain the heart muscles generally parallel the large surface arteries. Endocardium, innermost layer of the heart lining the heart chambers and the heart valves. Epicardium is both the innermost layer of the serous pericardium, e.g. E visceral pericardium, and the outermost layer of the heart wall. Foramen ovule, opening in the fetal heart that allows blood to flow directly from the right atrium to the left atrium, bypassing the fetal pulmonary circuit. Fossa ovalis, oval-shaped depression in the interatrial septum that marks the formal location of the foramen oval. Inferior vena cava, the large systemic vein that returns the blood to the heart from the inferior portion of the body. Interatrial septum, cardiac septum located between the two atria and contains the fossa ovalis after birth. Interventricular septum, thick cardiac septum located between two ventricles. Left atrioventricular valve, the mitral valve or the bicuspid valve, is the valve located between the left atrium and the left ventricle and consists of two flaps of tissue. Mitral valve, or left atrioventricular valve or bicuspid valve, is the valve located between the left atrium and ventricle consisting of two flaps of tissue. Myocardium, thickest layer of the heart composed of cardiac muscles built upon a framework of primarily collagenous fibers and blood vessels that supply it and the nervous fibers that help regulate it. Myocardial infarction, the formal term for what is commonly referred to as a heart attack. Papillary muscle, the extension of the myocardium in the ventricles to which the chordae tendini attach. Pericardial cavity, the cavity surrounding the heart filled with a lubricating serous fluid that reduces friction as the heart contracts. Pericardial sac, or pericardium, membrane that separates the heart from other mediastinal structures consisting of two distinct fused sublayers, the fibrous pericardium and the parietal pericardium. Pericardium or pericardial sac, membrane that separates the heart from other mediastinal structures consists of two distinct fused sublayers, the fibrous pericardium and the parietal pericardium. 
Pulmonary arteries, left and right branches of pulmonary trunk that carry deoxygenated blood from the heart to each of the lungs. Pulmonary capillaries, capillaries surrounding the alveoli of the lungs where gas exchange occurs, carbon dioxide exits the blood and oxygen enters. Pulmonary circuit, blood flow to and from the lungs. Pulmonary trunk, large atrial vessel that carries blood ejected from the right ventricle divides into the left and right pulmonary arteries. Pulmonary semilunar valve, or the pulmonic valve, or the right semilunar valve. The valve at the base of the pulmonary trunk that prevents backflow of blood into the right ventricle and consists of three flaps. Pulmonary veins, veins that carry highly oxygenated blood from the lungs into the left atrium, which pumps the blood to the left ventricle, which in turn pumps the oxygenated blood into the aorta and to the many branches of the systemic circuit. Right atrioventricular valve, the tricuspid valve, the valve located between the right atrium and the right ventricle, consisting of three flaps of tissue. Semilunar valves, valves located at the base of the pulmonary trunk and at the base of the aorta. Septum, or plural septa, walls or partitions that divide the heart into chambers. Sulci, or sulcus, groove visible on the surface of the heart. Coronary vessels are located in these areas. Superior vena cava, large systemic vein that returns the blood to the heart from the superior portion of the body. Systemic circuit, blood flow to and from virtually all of the tissues of the body except the lungs. Tricuspid valve, the term most often used in clinical se settings for the right atrioventricular valve. Valve, in the cardiovascular system, a specialized structure located within the heart or vessels that ensures one-way flow of blood. Ventricle, one of the primary pumping chambers of the heart located in the lower portion of the heart. The left one is the major pumping for the lower... Oh, God, I just don't care. Yeah, ventricles. You got it. The heart is regulated by both neural and endocrine control, yet it is capable of initiating its own action potential followed by muscular contraction. The conductive cells within the heart establish the heart rate and transmit it through the myocardium. The contractile cells contract and propel the blood. The normal path of transmission for the conductive cells is the sinoatrial node, the internodal pathways, the atrioventricular node, the atrioventricular bundle of His, bundle branches, and the Purkinje fibers. Recognizable points on the ECG include the P wave that correspond to atrial depolarization, the QRS complex that corresponds to ventricular depolarization, and the T wave that corresponds to ventricular repolarization. Arrhythmia a deviation from the normal pattern of impulse conduction and contraction. Artificial pacemaker, a medical device that transmits electrical signals to the heart to ensure that it contracts and pumps blood to the body. Atrioventricular bun bundle, or the bundle of His, a group of specialized myocardial conductile cells that transmit the impulse from AV node through the interventricular septum form the left and right atrioventricular bundle branches. Atrioventricular bundle branches you are the left or right bundle branches, Specialized myocardial conductile cells that arise from the bifurcation of the atrioventricular bundle or bundle of His and pass through the interventricular septum leading to the Purkinje fibers. Atrioventricular node, a clump of cardiac muscle cells located in the atrioventricular septum, receives the impulse from the SA node, pauses and then transmits it into a specialized conducting cells within the interventricular septum. Autorhythmaticity. Ability of cardiac muscle to initiate its own electrical impulse that triggers the mechanical contraction that pumps blood at a fixed pace without nervous or endocrine control. Bundle of His, we already talked about this. The group of specialized myocardial conductile cells that transmit the impulse from the AV node through the intra intraventricular septum form the left and right atrioventricular bundle branches. 
the electrocardiogram, ECG or EKG, surface recording of the electrical activity of the heart that can be used for diagnosis of the irregular heart function, fibrillation, an uncoordinated beating of the heart, heart block, interruption in the normal conduction pathway, intercalated disc, physical junction between adjacent cardiac muscle cells and allows for the passage of ions between the two cells. <clears throat> Myocardial conducting cells, Specialized cells that transmit electrical impulses throughout the heart and trigger contraction by the myocardial contractile cells. Myocardial contractile cells, bulk of the cardiac muscle cells in the atria and ventricles that conduct impulses and con contract to propel blood. P-wave, component of the electrocardiogram that represents the depolarization of the atria. Pacemaker, cluster of specialized myocardial cells known as the SA node that initiates the sinus rhythm. Purkinje fibers, Specialized myocardial conduction fibers that arise from the bundle branches and spread the impulse of the myocardial contraction fibers to the ventricles of the ventricles. QRS complex, component of the electrocardiogram that represents the depolarization of the ventricles. Sinoatrial node, known as the pacemaker, a specialized clump of myocardial conducting cells located in the superior portion of the right atrium that has the highest inherent rate of depolarization that then spreads throughout the heart. Sinus rhythm normal contractile pattern of the heart. T-wave, component of the electrocardiogram that represents the repolarization of the ventricles. The cardiac cycle comprises the complete relaxation and contraction of both the atria and the ventricles and lasts approximately 0.8 seconds. Beginning with the relaxed atria and ventricles, diastole, blood flows passively from the veins into the atria and past the atrioventricular valves into the ventricles. The atria begin to contract following depolarization of the atria and pump blood into the ventricles. The ventricles begin to contract at systole, raising the pressure within the ventricles. When the ventricular pressure rises above the pressure in the atria, blood flows toward the atria, causing the AV valves to close. This results in turbulence, producing the first heart sound, S1, or LUB. As pressure in the ventricles rises above the two major arteries, blood pushes open the two semilunar valves and moves into the pulmonary trunk and aorta in the ventricular ejection phase. Following the ventricular repolarization, the ventricles begin to relax in diastole, and the pressure within the vesicles drops. As ventricular pressure drops, there's a tendency for blood to flow backwards from the major arteries, causing the closure of the two semilunar valves. The second heart sound, S2 or dub, occurs when the semilunar valves close. When the pressure falls below that of the atria, blood moves from the atria into the ventricles, opening the atrial ventricle valves and marking one complete heart cycle. The valves prevent backflow of blood. Failure of the valves to operate properly produces excessively turbulent blood flow within the heart, resulting in heart murmurs which can often be heard with a stethoscope. Cardiac cycle, the period of time that begins with the contraction of the atria and ends with ventricular relaxation. Diastole, period of time when the ventricles are relaxed and filled with blood associated with a second heart sound. Heart sounds, sounds heard via auscultation with a stethoscope at the closing of the atrioventricular valves, lub, and semilunar valves, dub. Murmur, abnormal heart sound detected by auscultation, typically related to valve defects. Systole, period of times when the ventricles are contracted associated with the first heard sound. Blood pumped by the heart flows through a series of vessels known as the arteries, arterioles, capillaries, venules, and veins before returning to the heart. Arteries transports blood away from the heart and branch into smaller vesicle, vessels forming arterioles. Arterioles distribute blood to capillary beds, the sites of exchange with the body tissues. Capillaries lead back to small vessels, known as venules, 
that flow into the larger veins and eventually back to the heart. The arterial system is a relatively high pressure system, so arteries have thick walls that appear round in cross-section. The venous system is a lower pressure system containing veins that have larger lumens and thinner walls. They often appear flattened. Arteries, arterioles, venules, and veins are composed of three tunics known as the tunica intima, the tunica media, and the tunica externa. The tunica media is a thicker area composed of variable amounts of smooth muscle and connective tissue. It is the thickest layer in all but the largest arteries. Blood flow can be through vessels can be dramatically influenced by vasoconstriction and vasodilation in their walls. The tunica media is the only one that controls vasodilation, so you got that wrong in the last one. Blood flow is the movement of blood through a vessel, tissue, or organ. The slowing or blocking of blood flow is called resistance. Blood pressure is the force that the blood exerts upon the walls of the blood vessels or chambers of the heart. The components of blood pressure include systolic pressure, which results from ventricular contraction, diastolic pressure, which results from ventricular relaxation. Pulse pressure is the difference between systolic and diastolic measures, and mean arterial pressure is the average pressure of blood in the arterial system driving blood into the tissues. Both short-term and long-term mechanisms help regulate blood pressure. Short-term mechanisms include control of the heart rate and force of the contraction and blood vessel diameter. Long-term regulation of blood pressure is primarily accomplished by altering blood volume. Arterial, very small artery that leads to a capillary. Artery, blood vessel that carries blood away from the heart. Arterial blood, often referred to as oxygenated blood, has more oxygen and less carbon dioxide than venous blood. Capillary, smallest of blood vessels where physical exchange occurs between the blood and tissue cells surrounded by interstitial fluid. Capillary bed, network of 10 to 100 capillaries connecting arterioles to venules. Diastolic pressure, lower number recorded when measuring arterial blood pressure and represents the minimal value corresponding to the pressure that remains during ventricular relaxation. Edema, a condition involving excess tissue fluid around the body tissue cells. Hypertension, chronic and persistent blood pressure measurements of 140 over 90 or higher, high blood pressure. Hypotension, blood pressure that's measured as less than 90 millimeters mercury for systolic or less than 60 millimeters mercury for diastolic, low blood pressure. Lumen, interior of a tubular structure such as a blood vessel. Pulse, alternating expansion and recoil of an artery as blood moves through the vessel, an indicator of heart rate. Pulse pressure, difference between the systolic and diastolic pressures. Skeletal muscle pump, the effect on increasing blood pressure within the veins by the compression of the vessel caused by the contraction of nearby skeletal muscle. Sphygmoman, oh my god, sphygmama, sphygma, sphygmomanometer, sphygmomanometer, blood pressure cup attached to a device that measures blood pressure. Systolic pressure, larger number recorded when measuring arterial blood pressure, and it represents the maximum value following ventricular contraction. Tunica externa, the outermost layer or tunic of a blood vessel. Tunica intima, the innermost lining or tunic of a blood vessel. Tunica media, the middle layer or tunic of a blood vessel and contains smooth muscles. Valves in veins promote the unidirectional flow of blood towards the heart and prevent backflow towards the capillaries caused by the inherent low blood pressure in veins as well as the pull of gravity. Varicose veins. Often in superficial veins of the legs, this disorder arises when defective valves allow blood to accumulate within the veins, causing them to distend, twist, and become visible on the surface of the integument, often painful and sometimes itchy or throbbing. Vasoconstriction. The constriction of smooth blood vessel uh, of blood vessel resulting in decreased vascular diameter. 
vasodilation, the relaxation of smooth muscle in the wall of the blood vessel resulting in an increased vascular diameter. Vein, blood vessel that returns to the heart, blood moves towards the heart. Venous blood, often called deoxygenated blood, has less oxygen and more carbon dioxide than arterial blood. A venule is a small vessel leading from the capillaries to the veins. Major arteries. Uh, this is picture-based. So, yeah. Okay, name the layers of the pericardium and the heart wall in order from superficial to deep. Fibrous pericardium, parietal pericardium, parietal cavity with parietal fluid, visceral pericardium or epicardium, myocardium, and endocardium. Where does the blood in the right atrium come from? Coronary sinus and superior and inferior vena cavi. Where does blood go after it leaves the left atrium? The left ventricle. Where does deoxygenated blood exit the heart and travel to the lungs via the pulmonary arteries or capillaries? The right ventricle. Which chamber of the heart does deoxygenated blood return to the lungs via the pulmonary veins? The left atrium. Why is the wall of the left ventricle thicker than the right? Which layer of the wall is thickest? The wall of the left ventricle, especially the myocardium, is thicker because it has to pump blood to many areas of the body in the systemic circuit. The right ventricle only has to pump blood to the lungs, so it's thinner walled, and it does not have to pump as hard as the left. What are two other names commonly used for the mitral valve? On what side of the heart is it found? It's also called the left atrioventricular valve, or the bicuspid valve, and it's on the left side of the heart. On what side of the heart is the pulmonary semilunar valve found? And what two blood-containing structures are found on either side of it? It's found on the right side of the heart, between the right ventricle and the pulmonary trunk, which leads to the pulmonary arteries and lungs. Tracing the pathway of the electrical impulse lists the structures of the conduction system in order from beginning to end. Sinoatrial node, atrioventricular node, atrioventricular bundle, or the bundle of His, the right and left bundle branches, and the Purkinje fibers. What is the pacemaker of the heart and where is it found? It's a sinoatrial node found in the superior wall of the left atrium. Where is the AV bundle, or the bundle of His, found? Interventricular septum. What does the P wave in an electrocardiogram represent? Depolarization of the atria. What does the QRS complex in the electrocardiogram represent? The depolarization of the ventricles. What does the T wave in an electrocardiogram represent? Repolarization of the ventricles. When do the semilunar valves close? During systole or distole? Diastole. Diastole. When do the atrioventricular valves close? During systole or diastole? Systole. When does the first heart sound occur during systole or diastole? Systole. When does the second heart sound occur during systole or diastole? Diastole. Name three layers of the walls of the arteries and veins in order from outer wall to lumen. Tunica externa, tunica media, and tunica intima. Compare and contrast arteries and veins in terms of their walls and lumen, which, which maintain higher blood pressure and why. Arteries and veins have the same three wall layers, but the thickness of these layers varies. Given that they undergo vasoconstriction and vasodilation, arteries are dominated by a thick tunica media of smooth muscle, whereas veins have a much less prominent tunica media. Veins, on the other hand, have a thick tunica externa. Overall, arteries have thicker walls and smaller lumens than veins. The walls of the arteries are much thicker because of the higher, blood, higher pressure of blood flowing through them. As blood gets farther from the pumping action of the heart, its pressure in vessels drops. Thus, veins need the skeletal muscle pump and valves to return the blood to the heart. What is hypertension versus hypotension? Hypertension is high blood pressure, whereas hypotension is low blood pressure. Is blood pressure controlled by a positive or negative feedback mechanism? 
negative feedback. What are some ways in which the body raises blood pressure to counteract hypotension? Increased heart rate, increased force of contraction of the heart, constriction of systemic blood vessels or vasoconstriction, decreased urine volume, which raises blood volume, stimulation of the thirst center in the hypothalamus. What are some ways in which the body lowers blood pressure to counteract hypertension? Decreased heart rate, decreased force of contraction of the heart, relaxation of systemic blood vessels or vasodilation, increased urine volume, which lowers vo blood volume. Name the three large arteries originating from the aortic anch. Arch, the brachiocephalatic trunk, the left common carotid, and the left subclavian. On the way to the brain, the blood would enter what artery just before entering the right common carotid? The brachiocephalatic trunk. Name the large vein that collects most of the venous blood from below the diaphragm. Inferior vena cava. As you follow the pathway of blood away from the heart, what does the axillary artery become? The brachial artery. What two arteries result from the branching of the brachial artery? The ulnar and the radial. As you follow the pathway of blood towards the heart, what does the femoral vein become? The external iliac. So, let's see. I think we got most everything. Okay, let's go to the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is a series of vessels, ducts, and trunks that remove the interstitial fluid from the tissues and return it to the blood. The lymphatics are also used to transport dietary lipids and cells of the immune system. Cells of the immune system all come from the hematopoietic system of the bone marrow. Primary lymphoid organs, the bone marrow and the thymus gland, are the locations where lymphocytes of the adaptive immune system proliferate and mature. Secondary lymphoid organs are sites in which mature lymphocytes congregate to mount an immune response. Many immune system cells use the lymphatic and circulatory systems for transport throughout the body to search for and then protect against pathogens. Adaptive immune response, relatively slow but very specific and effective immune response controlled by the lymphocytes. Antibody, antigen-specific protein secreted by plasma cells. Antigen, molecule recognized by the receptors of B and T lymphocytes. Barrier defenses, antipathogen defenses deriving from a barrier that physically prevents pathogens from entering the body to establish an infection. B cells, lymphocytes that act by differentiating into an antibody-secreting plasma cell. Bone marrow, tissue found inside bones in the site of all blood cell differentiation and maturation of B lymphocytes. B for bone. Cisterna chile, bag-like vessel that forms the beginning of the thoracic duct. It receives fatty lymph from the digestive tract. Immune system, a series of barriers and cells and soluble mediators that combine to respond to infections of the body with pathogenic organisms. Innate immune response, the rapid but relatively nonspecific immune response. Lymph, fluid contained within the lymphatic system. Lymph node, one of the bean-shaped organs associated with lymphatic vessels. Lymphatic capillaries, the smallest of the lymphatic vessels and the origin of lymph flow. Lymphatic system, network of lymphatic vessels, lymph nodes, and ducts that carries lymph from the tissue and back to the bloodstream. Lymphatic trunks, large lymphatics that collect lymph from smaller lymphatic vessels and empty into the blood via lymphatic ducts. Lymphocytes, white blood cells characterized by a large nucleus and a small rim of cytoplasm. Lymphoid nodules, 
unencapsulated patches of lymphoid tissue found throughout the body. Natural killer cells, cytotoxic lymphocyte of innate immune response. Plasma cell, a differentiated B cell that is actively secreting an antibody. Primary lymphoid organ, the site where lymphocytes mature and proliferate. These include red bone marrow and the thymus gland. The right lymphatic duct drains lymph food from the upper right side of the body into the right subclavian vein. Secondary lymphoid organs are the sites where lymphocytes mount adaptive immune responses. Examples include lymph nodes and the spleen. Spleen, secondary lymphoid organ that filters pathogens from the blood and removes degenerating or de damaged blood cells. T cell, lymphocyte that acts by secreting molecules that regulate the immune system or by causing the destruction of foreign cells, viruses, and cancer cells. This one, the T cell is also the recognition of self. So the NK cell versus T cell, innate versus adaptive immunity. Adaptive immunity is the ability to recognize self versus other, whereas innate is, it also has that capability, but for some reason we're going only with the adaptive version. Thoracic duct, a large duct that drains lymph from the lower limbs, left thorax, left upper limb, and the left side of the head. Thymus gland, primary thyroid, whoops, primary lymphoid organ where T lymphocytes proliferate and mature, so thymus T. Tonsils, lymphoid nodules that are important in developing immunity to oral pathogens. Innate immune responses are critical to the early control of infections. Whereas barrier defenses are the body's first line of physical defense against pathogen, innate immune responses are the first line of physiological defense. Innate responses occur rapidly, but with less specificity and effectiveness than the adaptive immune response. Acute inflammation. Inflammation occurring for a limited time period, rapidly developing. Apoptosis. Programmed cell death. This is associated with the natural killer cells. Chronic inflammation, inflammation occurring for long periods of time. Histamine, a vasoactive mediator that's the primary cause of allergies and anaphylactic shock. Inflammation, basic innate immune response characterized by heat, redness, pain, and swelling. Macrophage, amoeboid phagocyte found in several tissues throughout the body. Neutrophil, a phagocytic white blood cell recruited from the bloodstream to the site of infection via the bloodstream. Phagocytosis, the movement of material from the outside to the inside of the cells via vesicles made from invaginations of the plasma membrane. Immunoglobulin, protein antibody. Immuno, immunological memory, the ability of the adaptive immune response to mount a stronger and faster immune response upon re-exposure to a pathogen. Primary adaptive response, the immune system's response to the first exposure to a pathogen. Secondary adaptive response, immune response observed upon re-exposure to a pathogen, which is longer and faster than a primary response. Name two primary lymphoid organs, bone marrow and the thymus gland. What is the function of the thymus gland and where is it located? Located in the anterior superior region of the heart, it's the site where T lymphocytes proliferate and mature. What is the function of the spleen? Is it a primary or secondary lymphoid organ? It's a secondary lymphoid organ that filters pathogens from the blood and removes degenerating or damaged blood cells. Describe the flow of lymph from its origin in the interstitial fluid to its emptying in the venous bloodstream. The lymph enters through lymphatic capillaries and then into larger lymphatic vessels. The lymph can only go in one direction due to valves in the vessels. The larger lymphatics merge to form trunks that enter into the blood via lymphatic ducts. 
The thoracic duct drains the left subclavian vein, and the right lymphatic duct drains into the right subclavian vein. Name three types of cells involved in the innate immune response, natural killer cells, macrophages, and neutrophils. What is apoptosis, and which of the cells induce this? Natural killer cells induce apoptosis, which is programmed cell death. Name the four main parts of the inflammatory response. Tissue injury, vasodilation, increased vascular permeability, recruitment of phagocytes. What is the primary adaptive response? It is the immune system's response to the first exposure to a pathogen. What is the secondary adaptive response? It is the immune response observed upon re-exposure to a pathogen, which is stronger and faster than a primary response. Why is self-recognition important? It prevents the immune system from attacking and destroying the body's own cells rather than the intended foreign invaders. Name two types of cells involved in the adaptive immune response, T cells and B cells. What is immunological memory? It is the ability of the adaptive immune response to mount a stronger and faster immune response upon re-exposure to a pathogen. Okay, I think that is it. Good job. Oh, sorry, some, there are some additional notes for the lymphatic system. Uh, interstitial fluid is plasma that's forced out of the capillaries up to 20 liters per day. The lymph drains only about 3 liters of fluid along with any other toxins or cancer cells. A backup in the drainage is called lymphedemia. lymphedema. The transport of the immune system and dietary lipids and vitamins from the lymph nodes are staging areas for the immune response. There are five to six hundred in the body. Superficial versus deep lymphatics. Um, they are superficial to the lymphatic ducts and tend to follow veins. See, barrier defenses are skin and mucous membranes, innate defenses, specialized cells and soluble factors, nonspecific type, adaptive immune response, or leukocytes specialized as lymphocytes. Hematopoietic stem cells are the main stem that then can be differentiated into phagocytic cells, which ingest pathways, lymphocytes, which are adaptive or specific immunity, and cytoplasmic granules, which um, can deal with parasites and viruses. So B and T cells are identical. They have a large central nucleus with a thin layer of cytoplasm around them. They have special surface protein markers, and B cells mature in the bone marrow, T cells mature in the thymus. The B cells produce antibodies. When B cells bond to an antigen, they secrete special antibodies and become plasma cells. Um, they gain a lot of rough endoplasmic reticulum, which changes their cellular makeup. T cells secrete soluble factors that communicate with other immune cells. They destroy infected cells, they stop, the immune, and, they stop and suppress the immune system when the infection clears. Natural killer cells are nonspecific assassins. They punch a hole through the cell wall of the bacteria, they drop a bomb, the pathogen implodes with apoptosis. apoptosis. Uh, let's see. Barrier defenses, we already talked about that. Um, let's see. Inflammation, just to say it again. Inflammation, heat, redness, pain, swelling, tissue injury, vasodilation. When tissue injury happens, the mast cell granules start recruiting histamine and create vasodilation. Two, vasodilation. 
three, the increased vascular permeability allows neutrophil access to the injury and then recruits phagocytes. T-cells also initiate apoptosis, and it knows what cell it's killing. They can control B-cell responses and coordinate both T and B-cell responses and shut down the immune system. Agglutination is the combination of antibody molecules of immunoglobulin. Specific systemic has memory, humoral immunity versus cellular defenses, and that's it.